honey. That's just not fair. What's not fair? Sue sold enough sausage and cheese to win the big trip, and she's not on the list to go. Oh, those monsters. I'm going to cancel my check. Looks like I'm not going to Indianapolis. I was really looking forward to it, too. What are you talking about? This is just a mistake. Things like this happen all the time. Yes, more often to you, but we'll straighten it out. Yeah, it's not worth the fight. Great. Why do I have to be the only mom in the world whose teenager listens to what they say? Then Sue turns to me and says, eh, it's not worth the fight. Well, that's your fault. She gets that from you. I said it once. You say it all the time. I do not. Hey, we don't wear flip-flops to church. Jesus wears sandals. Eh, it's not worth the fight. I'm not paying $6 a month for other fees unless you can tell me what those other fees are. No, don't transfer me to India. Don't transfer me. It's not worth the fight. Well, the kids are asleep, so. Oh, honey, I am so exhausted. Eh, it's not worth the fight. And I said it to Mr. Ellert right in front of her. Oh, my God. Am I a horrible mother? Too soon to tell. Tell me I'm not the only middle fan in this church. Do you? Anybody ever watch the middle? Hey, Tuesday. <laughs> Praise God, it is excellent. I love it. It's my favorite program on telly. But yeah, um, she's kind of a little bit of a lazy mom at times, you know. It's just not hard to fight, she reckons, a lot of it. <laughs> Praise God. But yeah, as Enda said, we're just, last week we started to talk about dogged. And, you know, just want to continue on with that this morning. So 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. I have fought an excellent fight. I have finished my full course and I've kept my heart full of faith. I just wanted to talk, I said to you last week, we talked from, or reading that from the Passion Translation, I have fought an excellent fight. I just thought that was really good. I have finished my full course. And we talked about how Paul is at the end of his life here, and he's looking back and he's thinking, okay, I'm at the end of my life, but I know. I know that I have fought an excellent fight. I have finished my full course. And we talked about last week how we are in a fight when we want to live the life that God wants us to have, when we want to live God's way in this world, we are in a fight. It doesn't always come easy, amen? It doesn't always come easy. It's like a boxer in the ring when he steps into the ring. His coach is in the corner, yes, encouraging him, but it's the fighter that has to actually stand in the ring. Katie Taylor had to stand in that ring herself last night, amen? girl, that girl. She had to stand in the ring herself last night. Amen. Yes, her coach was on the side. Yes, he was encouraging her. Yes, he had trained her. Yes, he had made sure she had eaten well. But at the end of the day, she had to stand in the ring. Amen. And that's the way it is with us. We are in a fight and it's us that has to stand. We said last week, Paul said, I have fought an excellent fight. I have finished my full course. I, I, I. Yes, God is with us always. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. But it's us that has to take the stand. Amen. It's us that has to step forward. Yes, God will nurture us. Yes, he has given us the word. He has given us the tools. There's nothing that we don't have to fight this fight. Amen. But we have to do it. Amen. And as I talked to you last week, I talked about how it's so tragic to watch Christians not fighting their fight. Yes, they're saved. Yes, they have salvation. And that's great. Praise God. But there's so much more. There's so much more in God. Amen. And, you know, we've watched it down through the years. You know, people wait for an answer. They're waiting on a breakthrough and they just give up. They just give up. 
It's not worth the fight, like Frankie says. It's not worth the fight. Jesus said we would have trials. He said, yes, we will have trials. But you know what? He said, it's okay because I've overcome them. I've overcome them. Amen. But we have to walk through it. And you know what? End and I, as I said to you, we were talking about this recently. And for me, it's heartbreaking to watch that. And to me, it's very tragic. And as we talked about it, the word dogged came to my mind. As I told you last week, to me, as an English person that loves Jane Austen, dogged, that's a horrible, horrible word. Amen. It's a horrible word. But yes, it's such, it's, it's just such a word that oh my gosh, it's just dogged, amen? <laughs> Look, dogged, we said it's, it's the defin- dictionary definition is having or showing tenacity and grim persistence, amen? Words associated with tenacity are firm, strong, forceful, powerful, unshakable, immovable. And when I read the dictionary definition, I realized why God gave me the word dogged, amen? Because I fought it, thought dogged, ugh. but dogged, it's dogged. We need to be firm, we need to be strong, amen? We need to live this life forcefully, You know, when the enemy comes, we need to be unshakable. We need to be immovable. Amen. We need not to when he takes his best shot and lands us in a corner. We need not sit in the corner and shake and rock back and forward. Amen. And not move forward. We need to move, 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 move. Yes, we should pray. We said, yes, get people that you trust to pray for you. But at the end of the day, you have to stand. Amen. You have to be unshakable. You have to be immovable. And really quickly, we looked in Luke chapter 8 last week at the lady with the issue of blood. She'd been sick for 12 years. 12 years is a long time to be losing blood. Amen. She'd been sick for 12 years. And we talked about how she had spent all her money, every single penny she had. She had tried every doctor she could. She had tried every form of treatment she could and nothing worked. But then she hears that Jesus is coming to town. But the thing about it is that when Jesus comes to town, the multitudes come with him, amen? And we talked about how the crowd were thronging around him and thronging around him. And she was there and she knew that if she could get to Jesus, she would be healed. But it wasn't that easy. This wasn't going to be easy for her, amen? Number one, we said she's unclean in those days. She's considered unclean, so she shouldn't even be out in public, amen? If she's caught, she's in trouble, amen? We talked about how she was so weak and so frail from 12 years of that sickness. Timid little lady, you can just imagine her. Pale, weak, tired, worn out, totally exhausted. And here she has to battle this crowd to get to Jesus. But she's dogged, amen. She doesn't let the fear control her of being caught. She doesn't let the crowd intimidate her, amen. She gets in there. She gets into the crowd, amen. She's dogged. They're coming, they're thronging around Jesus, amen. How many times have we in the past let fear hold us back? God has given us a promise. He's given us a vision. And we we allow fear. This is not my place. I shouldn't be here. You know, ah. They, they'll, you know, they, they, they'll laugh at me if I do it. And we allow things to hold us back, amen? There are too many people out there waiting on healings and they're, they're just not fighting through, amen? Praise God. So we talked about her and how she fought through and how, excuse me, it was worth the fight, amen? It was worth the fight. She reached out, she touched the hem. The Bible says the hem, the border. One, one translation said the border, the very bottom of his garment, amen? How did she do that? When she got into the crowd, she probably realized, I can't reach him, how am I gonna reach him? But she didn't reverse out and say, no, 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 I can't be here. She went on, she got down. She must have got down on her hands and knees to touch the hem of his garment, she had to. She got down on her hands 
hands and knees in the dust and the dirt amongst all the feet. Amen. All the feet, the dirty feet. She got down there. She was dogged. Amen. She was unshakable. She was immovable. She was going to get her healing. Her healing was right there. And she reached out and she received it. Amen. She received her healing that day after 12 years. Amen. After 12 years. 12 years. So we talked about what are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? What, are you, what have you asked God for that maybe hasn't come true yet? What breakthrough are you waiting on? Don't give up on it, amen? Don't say, like Frankie, it's not worth the fight. It is so worth the fight, amen? It is so worth the fight. It is so worth the fight. The result is so worth the fight, amen? Men, it's so worth the fight. And you know, it may be scary, the odds may be against it, but that's okay, amen? God said, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for good and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. Amen. God's, God's got this. Amen. So we talked about stretching, stretching for it. And you know, she received her healing. After 12 years, she received her healing. Why? She was dogged. And the Bible says that Jesus knew somebody had touched him and he asked, who touched me? And they all denied it. Why did they deny it? Like we talked about this in Connect Group the other night and we talked about like, were they afraid? Yes, I believe they were probably afraid. But you know what? When I went home and I was looking at my notes again, I realized they denied it. Do you know why they denied it? It wasn't them. They hadn't touched him. Yes, they had brushed off him. You know, brushed off maybe off his shoulder or maybe their clothes brushed off his clothes or, or whatever. Maybe, you know, they bumped into him a little bit. But they hadn't touched him. She had touched him. Amen. And that's what Jesus asked. Who touched me. Amen. Who touched me? Don't you think that those people thronging around him had needs too? They all had needs. They needed something done. They needed something from God. Amen. But yes, they all denied touching Jesus simply because they hadn't touched him. Amen. They hadn't touched him. They hadn't touched him in the way that she had touched him. Amen. There was power right there amongst them. Their breakthrough was right there. Their healing was right there. Their answer was right there. Amen. Jesus knew the power had gone out of them, but it wasn't them. Amen. She came then, fear, in fear and trembling, and told Jesus what had happened. Amen. They hadn't availed of that power, but she had. Amen. The person who was dogged had availed of the power that day. Amen. She was firm, forceful, unshakable, immovable, and she received her healing. And you know what? The others didn't even notice it happened. Amen. She had that grim persistence. Amen. Verse 47 tells us that she came before him trembling, falling down in front of Jesus. She told him what had happened. And in verse 48, he said to her daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Not only did she receive her healing that day, but Jesus called her daughter. She was now part of a family. This friendless, familyless woman. Remember last week we talked about how the fact she probably had nobody because she was unclean. Amen. Now all of a sudden she has her healing, she has her restoration, and she has a family. She's part of a family. The daughter of the Most High God. Amen. It wasn't over, guys. Even after 12 years, it wasn't over. It was worth the fight. Amen. It was worth the fight. You know, the easiest thing to do is to give up. When a fighter is knocked down in the ring, the easiest thing for them to do is to give up. Amen? Really, really is. Think about it. They're bruised, they're beaten, they're battered. They've got that knockout punch that sent them to the floor. The easiest thing for them to do is stay there. One, two, three. It's like it's probably easy to just say, oh, 
okay, let him count to ten. I'm not getting back up. But no, it's worth the fight, amen? It's worth the fight. They could stay on the floor. They could lick their wounds, amen? Too much effort to get back up. Too painful. Just too sore. But you know what? It's worth the fight, amen? It was worth the fight for our friend with the issue of blood. Even in her frailty, even when the odds were stacked high against her, it was worth the fight. Amen. It was worth the fight. She received healing, she received restoration, and she received family. Amen. Praise God. You know what? I just want to look at another instance in the Word, and this is actually the account that came to me when we were talking about this, and I really love this woman. Matthew chapter 15, verse 21. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. Oops. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is, good, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Wow. This is another dogged lady, amen? Praise God. So Jesus is in non-Jewish territory now, okay? Uh, this we've read from Matthew, but it's in Mark as well. The account in Mark tells us that his plan was just to slip into a house and, you know, not many people were going to know he was there, but that doesn't happen, amen? There's always people around when Jesus is around, amen? And you know what? I thought about that and I thought, you know, that's how it should be with us. If we've given our lives to Jesus, if Jesus is living on the inside of us, people should want to be around us, amen? They should. They shouldn't be running away from us, amen? People should be able to see God in us, amen? And not in a weird, freaky way. I think that's a mistake Christians make sometimes, get a little bit weird and freaky. God, Jesus wasn't freaky. Jesus wasn't weird, amen? Jesus was very well balanced, amen? Jesus was very well balanced, ordinary, ordinary guy, you know, but... Then I think people should want to be around us when they see Jesus in us. Amen. But anyway, that's for free. Let's go back to Tyre and Sidon. Okay? Are we good? Yes. Are we good? Because yes. I think you're a little bit sleepy this morning. And you know me, I don't like the whole sleepy vibe. Okay, so everybody's awake. Everybody's good. Yes? yes? Okay. You know, you know, when word gets out that Jesus is here, right? So this woman has a daughter with an unclean spirit. Her daughter is demon-possessed. Wow. That's not nice, guys. Amen. And she comes to beg him to heal her daughter. Right? So this is determination. Just like our lady with the issue of blood, this lady is determined. The enemy has hold of her little girl, okay? It's her little girl, guys. The enemy has hold of the little girl. Now, if that's not a reason to be dogged, I don't know what is. Amen. Her child, her little girl is being tortured by the enemy. So she comes to this house and she begs Jesus. Now, we have to remember, this woman is Greek. He's in non-Jewish territory now, right? She's a Gentile, okay? So she's going to know that she's not going to be welcome at this gathering, okay? Yeah. But enemy has hold of her little girl, right? So it's, a thought, it's thought that she probably traveled 80 miles to get to this house. 
80 miles, that's a long distance even today, amen? That's a huge distance. And you know what? It's a huge distance to travel in tough circumstances. Like travel in those days wasn't easy. It wasn't like they went out and hopped into their lovely air-conditioned BMW or Mercedes and, you know, sped on up the M50, amen. That's not the way it was. I mean, she possibly walked there on dirty, dusty, hard roads to walk on. You know yourself when you're trying to walk on stony roads, it's not easy. You're twisting your ankle, you're going this way and that way. It's not easy. And those de- roads in those days were dangerous. Amen, they were probably dangerous. So it was no easy feat to travel 80 miles in those days. And don't forget, she was traveling with a worry on her mind. Yeah. If you have a sick child, you're going to be worried. Amen. She was traveling with a worry. And I know what it is to be worried, amen. And it gets you and it clenches you and it just squeezes your insides that you, you can hardly breathe. You can hardly stomach the food that you're trying to eat, amen. So you have to remember that she's worried. She's probably sick with worry, amen. And she's traveling 80 miles, 80 miles with this torment on her mind in the dust, in the dirt, in the heat, amen, in dangerous, in dangerous circumstances. But the devil is tormenting her little girl. Now, she had to leave her little girl at home to do that, amen. She had to leave her little girl at home, okay, because it says that he was, she was healed at home. That had to have been playing on her mind. A sick child can play havoc with a parent's mind. She traveled 80 miles to get there under really trying circumstances. But you have to remember, it's 80 miles back home again. Yeah. Wow. There was always that possibility. What if she went back empty-handed? But she's dogged. Amen, she's dogged. She comes and she begs Jesus to cast the demon out of her daughter. Now, she comes into the house. She's not wanted there, right? She comes in. She begs Jesus to cast the demon out of her daughter. What happens? He doesn't answer. He doesn't answer. Wow. He doesn't answer. She had every reason to turn back. Jesus didn't answer her, amen? And then, to add insult to injury, the disciples join in. And they urge Jesus, send her away. She's annoying them. Send her away. So Jesus doesn't answer her. The disciples are saying, send her away. Amen? And you know what? When you're following after God's promises for your life, you're going to come up against opposition. You've got to be prepared for that, guys. Even you younger people. You're going to come up against opposition. You know, when Enda and I took over pastoring this church in 2012, we knew God had called us to do it. He had spoken to both of us on two totally separate occasions to pastor this church. And before we'd even talked about it together, so we knew it was confirmed. It was confirmed in the higher authority at the time that we were to do it. Amen. But yet when we stepped up to do it, the opposition was immense. Amen. It was a very difficult time for us. It was a time when we had to be very determined. We had to be dogged. We had to be. And the reason we were determined and dogged was not out of hardness. It was knowing that it was right, that we were meant to do it. So listen to me. If God tells you to do something and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has told you to do something, you need to do it. Amen. You need to do it with dogged determination. Amen. Amen. It may not be easy. But it's okay. God was with us every step of the way. He'll be with you too. Amen. He will be with you too. We got through through it. You know, it was hurtful, but we got through it. We forgave. We got on with it. We put it in the past now. We learned so much from that time. It was like a crash course in pastoring. Amen. But God had a plan for this church 
but the enemy wanted to stop that plan, amen? And as I told you last week, being dogged in our faith is something that I am very passionate about, and I believe that that's probably the reason why, because we've been through it ourselves, amen? We fought those battles too, amen? Because I remember, even when we thought things were settling down, then I received a personal attack. We walked through months in 2013 of me under a personal attack, but I had to be dogged. I made the decision, I'm going to be dogged. And you know what? God was so faithful through that time. I fell more in love with God over those few years than I'd ever had before. Even though they were tough, trying times, God was always there for us. He never left us. He never forsake us. Amen. Because we had to stay, though. We had to, we had to keep stepping forward. Amen. Amen. We had to keep stepping forward. God is always faithful. She begs. Jesus doesn't answer. Disciples want to send her away. What does she do? Cower away in the corner, heart. Cower away in the corner, all heart. Jesus ignored me. Is God being quiet at the, time, at, at the moment? Like, are you, are you looking for an answer and you feel that God's being quiet? Don't give up. Amen. He's up to something. God is up to something. Amen. Even if he's been quiet, he's still working away in the background. He's up to something. Amen. So don't worry about that. Amen. You just keep pressing forward. You keep dogged. You keep determined. Did she run away and complain and go to people and say, he ignored me. I went to him for help and he ignored me. No, she didn't. Amen. She didn't do that. She didn't give up. She was dogged. She needed this. She could not fix this situation herself. She needed Jesus to fix this situation, amen? She knew that Jesus was the answer. She was determined. She was immovable, amen? She was in a house where she wasn't wanted. Jesus hadn't answered, but she was immovable, amen? What does she do? Okay, so she comes to the house. She's not wanted there. She's not welcome there. She shouldn't be there, really. It's not her place, okay? Jesus doesn't answer. Disciples are telling Jesus, you know, get rid of her, get rid of her. What does she do? What does she do? What does she do? This blows my mind. What did she do? She worships him. She worships him. When you are waiting for your answer, when you're waiting for your breakthrough, you gotta worship. We sang it early. I raise a hallelujah. You gotta raise a hallelujah. Amen. You gotta sing a little louder. Amen. You gotta sing a little louder. Sing a little louder. We were at the conference, the us ladies at this weekend. And we were singing that song as well. Sing a little louder. The girls were singing coming through Leeds Airport. Sing a little louder. I was like, oh gosh, everybody's looking at us. Then when we got to Dublin, they started singing it again. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Sing a little louder. Sing a little louder. That's what you got to do. She worships, Lord, help me. Jesus answers her then. So he hasn't answered her. Disciples want rid of her. So she comes and she worships. Praise precedes the victory, guys. Amen. And then when he does answer, he does answer, but it's not an immediate yes, amen. It's like, oh, can you just imagine her heart? He eventually does answer, and it's not an immediate yes, amen. He's answered her now, yes, but it's not what she would have wanted to hear, amen. He's saying that he's not here for her people. He's here for the house of Israel. Oops, she's not part of the house of Israel. What does she do? Reverse back. What would you do? Reverse back. Okay, okay. Don't forget, she's traveled a long distance, trying circumstances, full of worry about her little girl, manages to stay in the house under threat of being thrown out. Jesus doesn't answer straight away. Then when he does answer, he tells her, not here for you. 
I'm here for the house of Israel. Does she give up? No. Nope. No. She's dogged. She comes. She worships. Lord, help me. We need to worship. Amen. We need to raise a hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Jesus answers and he refers to her as a dog. Ugh. That's got to hurt. Like, I remember when I read this the first time, when I became Christian and I read this, I was like, oh, I don't like that. And I went, page as fast as I could. But now that I understand it, I love it. I love it. You see, at the time, the Jews insultingly referred to Gentiles, which is what this woman was, remember, as dogs. Because most dogs in those days just wandered the streets. They were mean, they were vicious. You know, so they, the Jews referred to the Gentiles as dogs in those days. We'd call them stray dogs today. They haven't received any love or care or attention. We call them stray dogs. We were in, uh, we were at the beach last year, I think it was. And she's not in here now, but I told her I was going to tell you anyway. And we were at the beach, and Emma loves dogs. Wherever she sees a dog, she goes, oh, the dog, oh, the dog. She's always looking at videos of dogs on YouTube and all that. But <laughs> we were here on the beach, and this dog, a big dog now, was wandering around. She went, oh, the dog, right? And as she stepped forward to the dog, just as I was about to say, um, too late, she had put her hand on his head. Well, he growled and he snarled and, you know, his lips went up and you could see his teeth. She jumped back. <laughs> she jumped back. But just as I was about to know him, he, he reacted to her. He was a mad dog. Amen. He was, it was the grace of God she didn't get her hand bitten off, really. Praise God. Amen. But he was one of those dogs that hadn't received love or attention. He was a stray dog. Amen. God love him. Poor dog. Amen. And she, I was just reminding her of it. She went, I just wanted to love him. She just wanted to love the dog. Anyway, she's a little bit more cautious of dogs wandering around now. But Jesus refers to our friend here as a dog. But you know what? When he says to her, when he refers as a dog here, he softens it by using the term little dogs. It's more like a house pet name. Amen. He softens it, but he's still telling her that the children have to be fed first. Amen. But as I said to you, Jesus knows what he's doing. When he's quiet, he knows what he's doing. When the answer maybe isn't straight away, he knows what he's doing. When the answer maybe isn't quite like we'd like it, he knows what he's doing, amen? And he knew what he was doing here. Because she answers and she says in verse 28, Yes, Lord, yet even the little crumbs eat from the table. Yet even the little dogs eat from the table, amen? And if any of you have had dogs sitting at home, you know what it's like, amen? They usually go away more full than you because the crumbs are dropping on the floor, especially if you have kids because they're, they're slipping the food to them. Our girls still do it, and it's ridiculous. But this lady understood what, she meant, what he meant. So she knew exactly what he meant. She knew exactly what she was, and she knew exactly where she was from. But she also knew what she was there for. She knew what Jesus could do for her daughter, Amen. She could have got insulted. She could have got all uptight because of what was said to her. You know, we've seen it in the past. People don't get the answer they want straight away or whatever, and God delays a little bit maybe, and they get all uptight. And they give up going to church even because they're like, ah, God let me down. God let me down in that situation. But maybe if they'd held on, maybe if they'd been a little bit more determined, a little bit more dogged, they'd have seen their answer. Amen. How many times have we taken insult? How many times have we taken offense? because of what somebody has said or done to us, amen? And maybe we've closed the door on our breakthrough. This woman knew what she needed, and she wasn't going to let anything to come against it. It was her little girl. And as we said, Jesus knew what he was doing. When he said, when he said what he said, she could have backed away. 
but she didn't. Jesus drew a triumphant faith confession out of that woman's mouth. He knew what he was doing, amen? He knew what he was doing. When he heard that confession of faith, he was pleased. And you know what? Her daughter was healed, the Bible says, from that very hour. Amen? Her daughter was healed from that very hour. Jesus saw her faith, and he said, let it be as you desire. He saw her faith, amen? Doggedness is faith. It's not that ugly word that we talked about last week. Doggedness is faith. It's having faith in God, amen? When we're dogged, when we're dogged, we're in a faith, amen? We're declaring, I'm not giving up. It's worth the fight. I know the promises of God. It's God's will for me to be healed. It's God's will for my marriage to be restored. It's God's will for my child to walk with him. It's God's will for me to live an abundant life. What do you desire today? What is it you need? What is it you need? Do you need healing? Do you need a financial breakthrough? Do you need a marriage restoration? Are you looking for a husband? Are you looking for a wife? Hey, man, I keep telling Emma, don't give up. He's just around the corner. He's just around the corner. Amen. He's just around the corner. What is it? It's worth the fight, amen. And teenagers, you know what? If he's going to talk to the girls, if he doesn't come straight away, that's okay. But you hold on firm, amen. You do not take second best. God has the best guy for you. You hear me? All my young girls, yes? God has the best guy for you. So do not take second best, amen. Do not take second best. We don't win our fight by default, guys. Amen. We win the fight by being dogged and not giving up on the promises of God. Amen. We said that last week. You know what? The devil isn't really concerned about our past because he's done what he's done in our past. He's not all too concerned about our present either. But you know what? He's terrified, terrified of our future. What did that woman with the issue of blood go on to do? Amen. The enemy could have stopped her. He could have put her in an early grave. Amen. Don't tell me that when she was healed after 12 years, when she was healed by Jesus and restored after 12 years, that she didn't shout that from the rooftops. Of course she did. What about this woman? This woman, this Gentile woman? What did she go on and do for Jesus? Tell me, what did her little girl go on and do for Jesus? Amen. The enemy wanted to stop that little child very early on. Amen. What was God's plan for her? Don't listen to me, please, please. I told you, this is, I'm just so passionate about this. Do not give up. It is worth the fight. It may take longer than you want. It may be harder than you want. You may not want to do it. You may not feel like doing it, but do not give up. God is faithful. Always, 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 always faithful. Amen? I promise you, God is always faithful. And I, I for one, stand here, I will not let you give up. I will not let you give up. Amen? Do not give up. Because God has so much in store. So much in store. And you know, we talked to the youth about that, that scripture. It's my favorite scripture. We know the plans, God. But you know what? He has plans for you older guys too. He's not done with me yet. Amen? I refuse to retire. Amen? I refuse to retire. You're the same. He has so, it's just beginning. Amen. It's just beginning. So don't give up. Amen. Be determined. Be dogged. Be unshakable, immovable. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Amen. You know what? The prodigal son, his dad never gave up on him. Amen. When the prodigal son finally came back, his dad was waiting for him. And the Bible says that he had seen him from a long way off. 
And you know, I, I believe God, Jesus showed us so much with this parable of the prodigal son, but I do believe one thing he wants to show us, we need to be determined. We need to be dogged, amen. We need to stand firm. Because you know what? He saw the son from a long way off. How did the father see the son from a long way off? He was waiting and watching for him. He was looking out for that boy, amen. Because he knew, I've asked God. My son is coming home. I've asked him. He's going to bring him home, amen. He was dogged. He never gave up. Don't, don't give up, guys, amen. Don't give up. Don't come up. Like I said, the answer may not come straight away. Breakthrough may not be instant. It's worth the fight. Amen. We have to be dogged. Stay in the word. Pray. Worship. Worship him. Amen. Worship him. Be determined. It's so worth the fight.